take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is the last episode of the Balloon Artist Podcast. Season 3, Chapter 12.5, a special to finish up the season. I am so excited about today's content because it's really valuable stuff with Guy Sheffer, who returns to the show. He's the first guest ever to do uh, two interviews, and he and I talk about the Israeli event and about the convention that we made so that you can learn from our mistakes and learn what worked for us in arranging a convention. And that is a good way to finish up the season about conventions. Season 3 ends today, but there are important messages about the party. And that will be right after the interview. So here is Zivi Kivi and Guy Sheffer. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 3, Chapter 12.5, a special. And this is the last episode, the last chapter of Season 3. This is also the first time that I'm interviewing Guy Sheffer again, and uh, the first time that I have a guest that returns to the show. And today we have a very special topic, and that's why it's a special. And the topic is about... A convention that Guy and me uh, managed and created and I want to ask you guys first of all hello how are you I'm oh, great thank you very much thank you for having me here again it's a real pleasure Guy tell us a little bit about what is the Israeli event what is this convention because this was a full season about conventions so uh, it's really just a very nice coincidence that we actually arranged one ourselves so what was the Israeli event or what is the Israeli event well, then we'll later try to together as the two directors and partners of the Israeli event try to do some lesson learning live here today so that everyone could learn uh, from our mistakes and maybe also adopt some of the techniques that we used. So what is the Israeli event? Coincidence, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't see us wink, but we're definitely winking. So uh, the Israeli event, Guy Sheffer, the teacher, the instructor that is going to do an amazing masterclass in Twist and Shout. Tell us, tell us, sir, what is the Israeli event? Well, first thing, sir is my father. I'm just a guy called Guy. And the Israeli convention, well, it was great fun. We brought four extraordinary instructors uh, from all around the world to teach over here. Andrea Noel, which is, you know, there's nothing to say, top twister. Matt Falloon from Down Under, one of a kind. Uh, Peter Van Ingen, well, you have to bring a Dutchman. And Michael Abramson from Ireland. And... All four are amazing and they're all unique and each has their own style. So everything that was taught was completely different. And what else? Uh, we didn't do anything uh, at the same time. So each instructor had their own time when, when they gave their instructions, when they gave the classes actually, uh, everybody was there. One big mistake that we did at the beginning that uh, we made this convention a closed convention to begin with yeah yeah we will get to the mistakes in a, in a minute oh, okay we, so, that's so. that's something we'll talk about the marketing and the, the open versus close but uh, what, what guys talking about is the fact that we actually decided in the beginning to hold something only to a few friends yeah and uh, so we'll talk about that a bit later the Israeli convention was a convention held in Tel Aviv. It was a three-day convention. We had classes going from 9 o'clock in the morning until 4 and or 5, depends on the day, and the afternoon. Then we had a short break, and we continued with a jam. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later, but all in all, it starts 9 in the morning, ends at around 10, half past 10, 11 at night, every day, three days, full on, not many breaks, uh, amazing, 
We got to do so many different things and teach, learn, have fun, bond. It was an amazing experience. And that was the, well, now we can call it the first Israeli convention because with all the hard work we put in, with all the effort, with everything that was involved in creating such a unique and fun thing, when are we going to do the next one? Oh, we, I don't know yet when, but definitely people will know more in advance about the next one. To sum up what we did was three days event with uh, lots of classes every day and the jam session. And there was a few special things about the jam session. We'll get to that in a minute. And uh, yeah, it was really fun. There's a few more things, very small things that uh, I do want to say. Uh, this convention was not sponsored by any company. We decided to take everything on our own, so nobody will have to tell us what to do. And and so we have our freedom, our artistic freedom of deciding what classes, when, where, why, and not to be pushed into anything. Not that we know of this, because we haven't done these conventions in the past, but we decided to pay for the balloons yeah, and, and definitely we might consider sponsors for the next one. But for yeah. this, yeah, for this convention, it was, you know, we were, uh, starting it out. We were, uh, you know, proving something for ourselves. We wanted to keep it, uh, clean from any other type of consideration. And, that's what we did. We actually made sure that the content that the instructors are bringing to the table is cherry-picked. Not only that, it's unique. Uh, all the classes were unique classes. Um, some of the classes were built specifically for us, if not most of them. Yeah, yeah. basically what we did is we, we chose the team, the instructors, the teachers, but we actually gave them research assignments. for. So some of the classes, they gave us their latest and greatest. But on some specific topics, we had, you know, like Andrea Noel did a research on the usages of LEDs in different designs. And that is something that is very relevant to our Israeli market because we have a lot of dance floors and we have a lot of situations where LEDs might be used efficiently. And black light. And black light. So in, in a sense, we wanted to bring the market, the skill of the balloon artist in Israel to be, you know, in the frontier on specific topics like black light usage and like LEDs. So in the, in the convention, we made sure that the content was, you know, matching our needs in a way. Yep, and there's one very, very big thing that I think we should mention. We managed to <laughs> to create the whole event, everything, with no time at all. I see people working in advance one and two years for a convention. And, there, and not, there's nothing wrong with that because... No, it's great. Then the conventions work properly. Yeah. But we worked really hard... Well, not really hard. We're busy with our own gigs and everything, but we managed... And with the podcast. Ah, gigs. And with the course. And circus. And yeah, there were so many different things going at the same time. And of course, we have families and kids. Yeah, we have five kids in total. Two of them are not mine. It's yours. And three of them are mine. And we're not even married. So really, uh, it was a very interesting partnership. And we did it like in four to six weeks, basically. Yeah, we, we managed to do the whole thing with mistakes and without mistakes, the whole shebang within six weeks. So we have a lot to learn of from and we have uh, many things to maintain. And it was, it was such a fun experience. Um, so let's go into the details so that everyone could uh, gain the benefit of, you know, uh, maybe get the courage to do something like that by themselves. Maybe learn from our mistakes so that they know. Because, for example, we actually uh, lost a bit of money. <laughs> Understatement. But we, well, might have lost a bit of money. But uh, if you don't, if you don't try, you won't succeed. And... Money, well, I have a business partner that says that uh, he takes money out of the wallet to make more room in the wallet for more money to come in. So, yeah, sometimes... That's brilliant, by the way. That, that, that's definitely something that I can relate to. So, sometimes we, we need to pay and we need to learn from our mistakes. And the benefit 
is so much greater than the money in this particular event that it was totally worth it. Uh, we we paid um, from our own pockets to make this happen, and even though we were not in all the classes and didn't learn properly like everybody else, I wish I could, you know, we're bringing our own event with our own classes that we thought of, and, um, you know, we, we think of everything, and then at the end, you don't have the time to sit in class and actually learn because you're busy with logistics and other things. That's it's not the best thing, but you know it. It's great. It's great to be part of such a big thing and to know that all my friends are gonna take so much information and they're going to incorporate it in their own events and their own gigs and yeah. make this industry grow. It comes back. It's like a boomerang. I think that it already started to come back because we now, you know, we know better about how to work together in a big project. And we, we had projects before, but not as big. And we already did another project just, you know, a few days ago in a Valentine, um, not a convention, but like a, an exhibition for a balloon distributor. So really like the opportunity is just, um, when you think big, the big opportunities start to arrive and you have a lot more confidence in, you know, upping your game. Let's talk a little bit about the selection of the teachers. It seems like we almost got, you know, a 100% uh, agreement between us about who should we bring. Uh, usually in Israel, we brought uh, in other conventions, not ours. We had only two instructors and we insisted on having more than that and eventually had it, had four instructors. What do you think about the the mixture of what we brought? You mean four different individuals that you need to pay their costs of flying into Israel with living here and everything to do with that. Um, it's a great place to be and it's fun traveling here, but still, for instructors, it's a bit heavy, but it was, comp it was, it was worth it. If for, for instance, we managed to, to create a day off for each one of the instructors. So they'll have two out of three days where they're instructing and one day that they can choose either to roam around in Tel Aviv and have some fun or to just hang out in the classes, clean their heads a bit so they won't have to be three days complete in this thing. Yeah, we actually take took uh, good care of our instructors. We invested a lot of time of our families as well, you know, taking people to to see some, some sites in Israel, to eat good food. Uh, we really wanted, you know, because those instructors, those are our friends. L let's talk a little bit about how we got to the position where we can, you know, talk with those people and bring them over to, to Israel and that they would want to come and trust us to come to Israel. Uh, so how, how come you know all, all of those people? Well, not all of them, three out of four. And I know... Uh... I know them all now very well. Yeah. And, uh, well, Andrea Noel, uh, Matt Falloon, and Peter Van Ingen. I've met all three in the convention that I've been going out and I've been to quite a few conventions lately. Uh, try to be to, um, as many conventions as I can. And it's, you learn, you see who, who are the people that, uh, you bond with, connect. Uh, that they work well as a team and as individuals and and which instructors you think can bring the maximum value to the scene here to if it's my business or the businesses that relates to my business so we can grow as an industry and we can grow as uh, balloon artists and it was great uh, you know I hanged out quite a bit with uh, Andrea and with uh, Matt Falloon World Balloon Convention and in uh, Twist and Shout. Yeah, we, we actually shared the double room, the four of us and, and a couple more people, uh, awesome people, uh, like Mike Hurst and uh, Lisa McKinter. Uh, and we basically, uh, you know, we hang out a lot in, in April back in WBC in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, and Andrea was here last year too, and uh, and we did a masterclass with her. So so we had a, a relationship basically with uh, quite a few of the teachers, 
And uh, in addition to that, you know, you were already building your relationships for years by going to conventions uh, in Europe and in the US. I was uh, more like uh, cooking inside Israel and then, you know, starting to attending WBCs. And um, and I have, you know, my, my MABC course, which kind of allowed me to be in a relationship with instructors as well and uh, Matt Falloon and Michael Abramson both of them are Mabkis which means that they are uh, they took my course and that also allowed me to be in a position where I can talk with them freely and tell them hey look we need you here in Israel yeah it, it was awesome and if I want to add something else we created an opportunity a very special opportunity we were thinking well we were thinking big we're gonna bring four instructors to Israel we're going to have a convention, a three-day convention. What does everybody want to do? Hmm. <laughs> Build big. Think big. So we created the opportunity and we made a build. We had a balloon build. And that was, it was not part of the convention, but it was part of the whole trip of the whole thing and we had like we had a show too of uh well most of the instructors together on stage and we had the great build that uh michael took care of the build you know he yep. thought of the all the plans and uh, brought it all together and we all worked under his supervision and it was such a great thing so we we managed to you know get two birds we got a convention a really awesome one and we got a build actually the way i see it is we had the education event a big build and a stage show for the instructors that are performers which in our case was uh you know even us um and we basically we arranged you know, we negotiated with a hotel that will give us sweets and beer and uh, a lobby to decorate. When you mean suites, uh, I think you mean rooms. Like uh, officially, there were suites. Yes, but uh, not to be mistaken with uh, suites and beers. Oh yeah, yeah, like like the bigger rooms. <laughs> we got rooms, yeah, and we there were work for peanuts and yeah. suites, and we yeah, actually yeah. got places to stay, proper places. Brought our families over. Yes. So basically, we had you know, we had leverage. We had leverage to, you know, build a relationship with the this hotel chain, you know, build a huge, big build of eight hours of work for eight people in total in their lobby. And also one day after, do a stage show for, I think it was like 200 kids on this huge, wonderful stage. And that was uh, also something that I feel like a benefit. I think that next time we're going to the Israel event, if the instructors want to do a big build if they want to do a stage show and you know practice their material and and experiment with uh, foreign country uh, audiences I think we will be able to pull it off again yeah it's easy as and uh, as I told the, the instructors some with uh, a lot of experience and some with less uh, they all wanted to 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 perform and to be with us on stage uh, and it was great because then those instructors can say, hey, I performed in a different country. And for us, we're easygoing with that because that's great. You can try new material. You can try anything. We're, we're up for it. And uh, we can try to expand and give value not only for ourselves, but value back to the instructors. So everybody, it's like a win-win. Everybody needs to be happy at the end. Yeah, we definitely wanted everyone to be happy at the end. And uh, let's talk about a few things that we could do next time to make them even happier. Because there's a few things we did wrong and uh, people can learn from that. So one of the things was about the preparation room. Uh, we, we hired basically a place uh, where there will be, it's like a yoga place where people have, you know, yoga and uh, they, they do... It's like a YMCA, exactly. And in there we had... Not Christian Association. Uh, yes. And uh, we had a cl classroom each time uh, arranged for us. But we didn't prepare 
uh, in advance a, a secondary classroom for prep room. And as you know, you know, classes with balloons require some prep room, some preparations. And we didn't understand how how big the preparation will be, how long would they will take. Eventually, we had to take uh, uh, like a coffee room to ourselves and even the basement to ourselves in one uh, particular time. So one, one lesson that I take is next time, make sure we have a prep room for the instructors. Yeah, and, and it's good to be all smiles and happy with the people that uh, bring you the venue because... Uh, there were, there was another thing happening at the same time, uh, that, uh, people were practicing for a very big show. And because we were so up and going with the people in charge, they let us expand to other locations while the other people, they were very strict, the actors that were preparing. And so they were, they weren't allowed to expand. So, it's very important, even if you're very stressed and you have many things on your plate and you need to take care of everything, it's always smart and valuable to be nice and to be happy and to give joy to people around you because, you know, it just comes back all the time. And this is funny you mention it now because I was actually not fully aware of the level of the stress. What we did was... Of course, I was in logistics. Yeah, so what we did, let's let's uh, share with the, with the audience, uh, BP Nation, listen to this. We managed to work together because we actually split responsibilities in a clear way. At the same time, each of us, you know, in his own responsibility has the capability of asking for help. And actually, each of us, I feel, you know, you can testify too, always is looking for opportunities to help out if needed. Sometimes, you know, the help is not needed and guy will tell me, look, don't touch this. This is totally logistics. I'm responsible for the logistics. And sometimes, you know, uh, there will, will be something related to billing or marketing and guy will not even touch it. He will, he knows, you know, that I make the final call in a way. Uh, but there was never like a situation where we needed to argue or use a veto, uh, right or something like that. We just, you know, we respect each other. We have a responsibility to do something specific. And what do you think about the, the, the way that we split the responsibilities. Did you feel like it was uh, not fair, fair? What do you think? Well, we all had things to be um, in charge of. We all had the final word in their own field. So, and there were some things that uh, you didn't have the final word and I didn't have the final word. So we just had to sit together and talk about it and to get into an agreement. Um, that's what makes it so good because letting go is so important it's it's not taking their responsibility it's giving it away which is the hard part and as soon as you realize how and when and to whom you can give out the responsibility it takes things off your plate yeah and i think for both of us it was really important uh that each of us will leverage um their own skills so that if for example you know guy you were responsible on log for logistics in a huge project lately you know activating and working with 200 Chinese workers and working with an entire team of balloon artists under the amazing project of Guido Verhoff and as someone who was you know lead uh, lead um as someone that was working there on logistics and running an entire operation, you have this under your belt as something that you're good at. And at the same time, what are some of the things that I'm good at? No comment. <laughs> so I was responsible for marketing and business-related stuff. Um, I was basically doing the negotiation to get us, you know, those uh, rooms from the hotel and the stage for doing the show and basically and getting the beer from the hotel. Yeah, I got the beer from the hotel. Yeah, you also, you helped me with that. 
I actually took care of that. And uh, <laughs> like I got the beer for the build we had the other day. If I, and this is definitely a lesson to be learned. If you want a beer, you need to ask for the beer and you will get the beer. So, I told you so. Yeah. We had, we had a good time in, the, in this in the Israel event in terms of beer. Yeah, of course. So uh, let's... That, that's something that I learned in China. Yeah, and I, I wasn't there, so I, I need to let, uh, you to teach me. So, um, so in terms of responsibility, I think that it's good to talk about it. It's, it's definitely not something that is easy to do by yourself. You know, a convention, if you do everything by yourself, it's harder. And that is why it's important to have friends and partners and people that love you and want to help you and that's i think what um what helped worked for us yeah and just like i said uh, knowing to take responsibility and to give it away and if you see that there's a problem not in your field then you ask if help is needed and you go inside like i own my own business and i have a big business that works well well hopefully it's gonna grow more And uh, I know about marketing and I know about business and know about uh, taking money out of people and all these things because, you know, that's what I do. I have a crew of people. I have an office. I need to manage these things. But I know that ZV is better than me in these things. And we have to get so many things in charge and to take care of so many things. So I can't take care of these things. But why should I? I have Ziv here. He's taking care of these things. He gives me a free hand to do what I want to do and need to do. So I can decide which classes are going to be and, and where and when. Yeah, you basically were taking responsibility on content, which is a huge, you know, a huge decision making uh, uh, thing, you know, because you, you actually had the final word on which classes we will learn. Yeah, and I, I didn't take that alone either. I consulted with each one of the instructors. Uh, we thought of doing something together and uh, something's individual and we had many things in mind. And the only thing that guided me is I want the instructors to be happy. I want them to, to teach with passion. I want people that come over here and teach not to teach something that they've been teaching for so many years and it's just, uh, let's do this again and market. No, I want them to have fun. Like, I want to have fun. And so we're all working together as a team and not as individuals. And when we work as a team, things work. Now let's talk about the jam room because I think there's a lot of good things that happened in the jam room. Um, the jam room for our convention were done in basically a hostel, a very good looking, you know, it's like a, a hotel basically. It's like a backpackers. Um, we don't have many here in Israel. And, uh, and so this, this is a, an old, building in the center of Tel Aviv, which is prime location. And this building used to be a um, communication building for one of the telephone companies. And about six months ago, they built a hostel out of it. A high-end hostel. Yeah. And it's uh, we had a very large hall, which, uh, which had the kitchen and the pub and a very big recreational area. And we negotiated with, uh, with the place that we can actually do the jam over there. And so I think that was one of the best things in this convention. The fact that we had classes to learn in a proper place during the day, nine to five, and then short break going to a completely new venue with a completely new scene. You're not sitting in a class now, not sitting in a studio uh, and and learning, but you're having a beer, you're chilling, or, or a cider if you're Michael. By the way, in Twist and Shout, if you want to buy Michael a beer, just buy him a cider. He'll, he's going to be very happy. And, uh, and so this venue is new, and it's a place where there's even a pool table where you can uh, play pool if you want. And it's different. And we had, what else did we? Oh, yeah, we, we had uh, an idea. We had a structure for each jam. It wasn't just, hey, here's the balloons, go play. No, each instructor had one evening when, well, there were only three evenings. So there were three instructors 
three instructors were in charge of uh, one main idea in each evening and it's kind of like a class but not really so you can be around them and learn from them or just practice or do something on your own which is pretty cool like in jam rooms and we added more things inside like a bonus class that you gave and a bonus games that i did and so we made a lot of fun like the evenings were fun and it's something new to israel not the fun part because we're all having fun but we have conventions here for quite a long time uh, need to take our hats off to elisa that brought the proper conventions to israel we had more conventions but she she put all her energy and love into it and yeah she's yeah. awesome and Good. and so the difference is our country is small and it's relatively small and most people they can come to the convention uh, ends at five o'clock and then they can go back home so they disconnect from their family's business do whatever come to our convention nine to five get home at around i don't know seven eight nine in the evening go to bed wake up and come again tomorrow um there are people that stay in the vicinity of the of the convention but most people go back home what we did is different we managed to do this convention to start at nine o'clock in the morning at end at around 10 11 at night uh, we managed to get a, a very good deal with the with the backpackers with the hostel the high-end hostel that uh, they get a discount on the very good price and breakfast that they got there anyway so many people they, they didn't really know how full-on it's going to be so most people didn't book their first night there and went back home and the second night quite a few people stayed to sleep over and they said hey we didn't know that this place is such a cool place and it's going to be full-on and we're just going to we don't we don't have time for anything because we we keep busy and we had our schedule was so tight we didn't have time for food you know it's like we did have but not enough it's one of our lessons yeah. and um we we managed to arrange the jams with everything with the you know half price beer and everything else it was just really awesome and i believe that the jams are what made this convention i really appreciated the classes they were great and a lot of time and effort was put into it by everybody but the free time and the jam time and the lessons and the jam and all the fun is what made everything come together and create our event to be such an extraordinary and you know top-notch event that was fun It was fun, and I think that the jam was an opportunity for people to network and for people to share ideas and you know when someone wanted more content, we had something for him. We had you know a class about about bracelets for me, and we had the games that guy did and so there was always an opportunity to learn more, but at the same time, it was also an opportunity to just hang out together, play in the pool, uh, play with balloons in small groups, uh, drink some beers, and, you know, in or cider. Oh, and one more thing is that we had in that pub, uh, in the hostel, we had some visitors, so, you know, some people that lived there, and they came, and they saw what we were doing, and it was an, a nice opportunity to talk with, with people as well. Yeah, it was fun that uh, people that, that were just backpackers and traveling around Israel, they just dropped by and uh, saw what we were doing and, you know, had fun with us. But I believe that one of the best things about the jam, with everything that I just said, was the fact that it was not in the area where the convention was. You had a clean break between, okay, we're studying now, we're learning, we're in a proper convention, and then, hey, this is fun time, we're learning, but this is a different scene altogether. There were a few people that um, couldn't make it to the convention properly, whether it was budget or school or their business or various reasons, but so we gave them the opportunity to come just for the jams and they took it and they were so happy about the fact that they can take part of this really marvelous thing that we created uh, even if it's just the jam and some said that the jam was you know 
just over the top. So they can come either to the, the convention during the day or the jam in the evening or both. It's it's a win-win. Yeah, I think that uh, the jam room uh, opening, you know, uh, the fact that we allowed people to come even just for the jam was something that uh, we need to keep for the next Israel event. Uh, let's talk a little bit about lunch because we did had encountered some problems with that. So my initial idea was, hey, let's just take everyone to eat falafel for three days. Uh, on us, uh, we were short on budget. I knew that because I was responsible for the for the budget, and I tried to convince guy let's only feed them with falafel. Yeah, I said uh, okay. I don't think that's a very good idea, but uh, let's see after the first day, okay? So I, I arranged the falafel place, which is a very cool place, very close to the venue that I arranged. Um, and it's place that, uh, I, I used to bring uh, groups over so they know how to handle us. And, uh, yeah. And after the first day, we, we all got to the conclusion where, Hey, this is nice and everything, but the group is too big and we can't feed people for three days in a row. And, uh, we need to give them a bit extra, a bit more time to relax, a bit more time to sit and eat properly. And so budget-wise, hey, I don't care about the budget. We need to keep people happy. Yeah, and I think that, you know, uh, on the paper it made some sense because the falafel was relatively cheap. Uh, but, you know, as human beings, we we need to listen and we need to also think about ourselves. Do we really want to eat three three days at the same spot? Probably not. I mean, we want to have fun and we want to have a variety. And so... On the second day, on the third day, we each, on each day, we went to another restaurant and we ate something together. And it was, it was important, I think, to, you know, not to, to be too strict with our budget and plan and to be dynamic because people were talking about they want to eat somewhere. Yeah, well, it's just money. Yeah, it's just money. So let's talk about marketing, which is related to money. So let's talk about the marketing issue. Originally, we had this really um, nostalgic idea of, and romantic idea even, of let's just collect a few of our friends and have fun with them with the four instructors and make it a closed event where we only invite specific friends. And it turned out that we, our friends have friends too. And actually they are our friends. Our friends' friends are our friends as well. So very quickly it came to be known to us that it's really hard to say no. This person is invited. This person is not invited. And also, we needed more people to justify all of those expenses. Well, it it seemed like a good idea at the beginning to do a small convention and to keep it tight. But it's after we started uh, taking care of it, I got to the conclusion that that's not me. That uh, I feel as if I personally am making a mistake because I come from the circus world and juggling fire aerial acrobatics all these things that uh, people that i work with on a regular basis we come from a mentality which is a bit different than i don't want to compare but uh yeah you can compare you can compare no compare between magicians and balloon artists yeah i, I know where you're going yeah damn it so uh the mentality is a bit different and it grew inside me that this feeling that something's wrong and I confronted you and I said, hey, I, I don't feel good about the fact that we're keeping this convention closed. I want everybody that wants to come and take part of it. I don't want to keep this a secret. And, uh, you know, we're adults. We're allowed to make mistakes. But the real thing is to admit the mistakes that we did and to grow beyond it. And I actually apologized in front of a few people that were not invited to begin with. And some came, some didn't come. But the main idea and the main issue is they all really appreciated the fact that we apologized at the end and that they they all said that they're going to come if we make a, another convention and everything's good and we became even better friends and stronger friends. And 
Our community here needs to grow together. We're not working one against the other. We're working together. And I believe that it's just going to make us stronger, better, and yeah, bring it on. Yeah, I think that uh, when when you approached me and told me, look, it doesn't feel right to you, uh, I didn't argue, I think. I was, you know, I understood, okay, enough is enough. We did try to do this closed, you know, magicians. I was raised as a magician, and uh, magicians knows how to keep a secret. At the same time, it just didn't make any emotional sense, and it didn't make any... Um, business sense to keep it a secret, to keep it a closed event. We opened up the event one month before the event, which was not enough time for people to change their schedule and to make the decision financially. Was it a month or two weeks before? It was about two weeks before the event. You think? Maybe, maybe closer to two weeks. I'm not sure by now, but it was. Not enough time for sure to make a decision about your schedule. We had people that had money issues. We solved the money issues with all kinds of, you know, uh, paying in installment and paying, uh, only after a couple of months and stuff like that. But in terms of someone that just has already other things that he has in his schedule, that those people could not make the decision by then. And one, one thing we'll do different next time is we'll announce this properly to everyone and whoever wants to come to the Israeli event you know and is willing to pay the fees that we charge um, then uh, you're welcome and I think that already we, we've been contacted by people from the US that wants to visit Israel and wants to you know if they are in Israel no, no, why not do it not- we have people from Holland and Belgium and Italy that uh, already called me and, you know, uh, Facebooked me and asking, hey, when is the next event I want to come? Not only as instructors, but as delegates. And I believe that that is what we want to do. We want to bring people from, you know, everybody wants to come to Israel. It's really good. Ask Andrea about the food here. She loves the food here. Everybody does, I believe. There's so many things to see and to to have fun. What did you want to say? I just want people to ask Andrea Noel about the cheese. That's all I want you to do. The cheese in Israel. Ah, come on. Cheese in Netherlands is better. Ask Andrea then. Okay. Ask Andrea. And look, it's not just the food. The weather here is, is gorgeous. The food is, is amazing. And people are very nice. And yeah, you need to know how to drive like in New York. Yeah, but, but you are feeling very welcome when you're here. And we're going to do another Israel event in 2017. So we will keep you posted. We think that 2017 is now. Yes. So this year we will do a second one, basically our first one for this year uh, the, the, the Israel event was on the 5th, 6th and 7th of December and we didn't schedule it the next one because this is the year of Qualitex where they have their tour and their visit so in terms of uh, marketing we, 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 we've we learned we've grown I think that we already have proof that people you know, are, uh, accepted our apologies uh, because we did arrange a jam session one month after the Israeli event and about 50 balloon artists arrived to the jam session including many many people that originally didn't go to the Israeli event Do you know what everybody did together? All the people that came over to our jam that was really fun all of us together we just wrote the word love because, you know, it was a Valentine gig, but it actually, I think it was much more than that. And we were in uh, groups of uh, eight to ten people in a group, and um, each one got a letter, and another group got to do a, a nice heart. So as the industry together, the balloon twisters and decorators that were joining together to this jam that we created we got to write love together that was amazing it was amazing and uh, in the emotional level people were creating love from balloons and people make balloons with love 
And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's because of our shared passion, of our love to balloons. And I think that on the emotional level for the two of us that arranged the Israeli event and then apologized for marketing it so closely, uh, I think that the love was there and people appreciated that. Two more things we did at the end of the convention was to create the big build and to create a stage show. I think that on, you know, on this one, we do have some lessons that we want to learn. For example, on the topic of communication with instructors so that they will actually know when is fun time and when is, um, you know, busy, busy, big build time. Uh, but we did manage to, due to the fact that Michael Abramson created a plan for the build, which was so detailed, we were able to build a huge sculpture of an octopus uh, breaking a ship into two and some mermaids and some pirates, which is exactly what I marketed to the customer. And some rats. And some rats. It was an amazing build. Um, that Michael planned and managed to, you know, over deliver, uh, and we did it in eight hours. Uh, it was less. It was eight hours plus, uh, eight hours plus a, a one hour dinner break. Yeah. So basically around seven hours net, net for building this. Um, definitely we have some lessons to learn. If you need to learn something from the big build, if we need to learn, we definitely will next time communicate it better to the instructors so that they know in advance they are coming to Israel also to do a big build together. And also we will probably get more delegates involved, which will be good for them as well and for the build. And also I think that we will try to give more creative freedom for the planner of the build because on this specific case, uh, Michael Abramson was a good spot to, you know, to take my shit and live with it. But basically, I sold a concept about the big build to the customer, to the hotel chain, uh, without getting full, you know, creative details from Michael in advance. What happened here was uh, marketing was working too hard and uh, marketing is great and it's awesome, but marketing has to go together with planning and uh, and the rest. So as, as good as marketing is, sometimes you need to take it a bit slow. Yeah, that's what happens when you're putting Zivikivi in charge of marketing. Yeah, we sometimes promise some things that product department doesn't want to create. Uh, and that's also something that uh, we learned together. The stage show experience, again, we have some things we can learn from that. Uh, for example, there was an LED back, backstage backdrop. Uh, technology in the stage room and people told us look you can create you know some graphics for that that we were not aware of and they told us this one hour before the show started so one hour before the show starts we know we learned that we have this cool technology that can pretty much put any picture on the background of the show and there was no way we're going to you know uh, not leverage that and use that to our needs so luckily we had some internet connectivity and the computer on the sound system room and I was like building some stuff with clipping magic and canva and basically building some backdrop I'll put a picture of that in the balloonartistpodcast.com website so that people could see the build and the backdrop because that was really cool eventually uh, so yeah there are things you can learn from um, managing a stage show but really seriously we had Guy Sheffer to manage the show for us and it went very very smoothly Guy you, you have your weight with, with big crowds <laughs> well what can I say I like performing well actually uh, when we talk about it when I and think about it thank you <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Yeah. So actually, uh, you will be teaching in Twist and Shout really soon. I will be teaching too. But your teachings on Twist and Shout will include some aspects related to performance. And you will also be, be giving a masterclass about performance. And 
I already know about quite a few people that's telling me that they want to attend your masterclass. So what should people do if they want to attend your masterclass on performance? Pay. So what you need to do is you... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need to go to Twist and Shout. That's what you need to do. And if you are in Twist and Shout already, you know, those master classes are the things that will build your business for 2017. Those are the, the experiences that you will remember the most, more than any other class. In, the master, in this master class, I'm still building it. And uh, I'm still taking things out. And I've been actually, I told this to Zivi uh, about a week ago that I am self-aware. Every time I perform in the last few months, every time I go on stage and every time I do something related to my job, I, I keep thinking, hey, is this something that I want to show? Is How can I show this? How can I incorporate this in the classes that I'm going to teach? And, and how can I make this as a big, the biggest wow factor that there is? So the so many cool things that are the best parts of my show and the most innovative things that I can do myself. And I believe that uh, everybody can do it. And I believe that anybody that wants to do it can do it and I want to teach everybody to do the best that there is because you know what happens if they're going to start doing the things that are the best that I do it's going to make me go to the next level so I I am now at the edge of my comfort zone and I'm going to teach things that are going to put everybody out there to do things that I do and I'm happy with it I want everybody to do it so I can grow with everybody else and do even bigger things i can i can so relate to that because i you know do the podcast and try to share my business ideas on the balloon artist podcast on the resource pages and uh what guy is going to do is going to share with you his secret weapons and i say weapons because i am familiar with his shows and if you liked his interview in season two you're going to adore his lectures and his master class. But by the way, if you are a little hesitant because maybe you are new to performances or just starting out, I want to encourage you. Guys, Guy will be able to help you no matter where you are because his stuff works. I can testify this myself that I've uh, actually incorporated a few of his tactics into my show, uh, stuff that we, are, uh, we learned on his interview to the Blue Artist podcast. And I'm really excited about the things that you're sharing, Guy. Ah, oh, thanks a bunch. And it's, it's just going to be amazing. Some people asked me about the large balloon. What am I going to do? Well, it's still a secret, but it's going to be awesome. I'm going to show a few new things that, uh, actually I invented. I'm the only one in the world that actually does these things. And, uh, I'm going to teach it. You know when? You know where? Masterclass. Twist and shout. So Twist and Shout 17 is, go is just around the, the corner and I know that a lot of the listeners already registered. If you didn't register yet to Twist and Shout, there is a promotion that Guy and me arranged actually for Twist and Shout together with Patty Sorel. So head, off, head over to thebloonartistpodcast.com and look for the tab Twist and Shout and check if you want to register to the Twist and Shout convention. That's the place where you need to check. And also if you aren't registered to twist and shout then uh, make sure you consider going to the master classes uh, because they will be awesome uh, this is the end of the season so next week there's going to be the traditional webinar party end of season party and that's when i will be launching my course the dance floor experiences blueprint i'm really excited about that i am going to chicago as well to teach and uh, uh, at the end of january and i'm going to float but actually guy you are also doing a very interesting thing this month what are you going to do uh, and this week uh, next week basically in india India. Yeah, I'm going to India Saturday. There's going to be the first uh, Quartex Indian balloon convention. 
So it's going to be a huge balloon event in India, and they're they're basically flying you there to India uh, to the balloon convention. Well, I'm going to be at the balloon convention, but after the balloon convention, there's there going to be shows over there, and I'm going to perform, and I'm going to do a bit of twisting, and it's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to performing in India again, and it's going to be in well New Delhi. In a week, week and a half, I know you have listeners from India. So, hey guys, all the listeners from India, come over to the first balloon convention. It's uh, a Qualtex convention. Check out the things that are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. And then come over, see my show, talk to me, say hi. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. I think I think I wish I could come to India and uh, see you perform there. I know it will be awesome because your shows in China were awesome as well when you were performing in Guido Verhoff's project. Um, so if you enjoyed learning from our lessons in this chapter, in this special about how uh, we made a convention and maybe you're thinking, hey, let's do a convention too. That's awesome. I hope all the best for you and if you want teachers we are we are game to talk about it but seriously you should know that you need to attend first you need to attend first you need to build those relationships in conventions so i hope to see you guys in twist and shout and i hope you've enjoyed the show guy anything else you want to say uh, before we go yeah i don't know if uh, we've said this but uh, as uh, as people that actually build the convention you don't have time to sit and learn. You learn from everything around it, but you don't really learn from the classes. That's the downfall. Like it's, um, it's a shame that I put so much energy in what is going to be in each and every class, but I couldn't attend all the classes and sit and, and be in full focus. Because even if I did go to a class and sit down, there was always something that had to happen and, you know, get up, arrange this, arrange that. So arranging conventions is hard work. Yeah. It's great fun and you can miss out, you know. So that's another thing to take into consideration. So if you do need any more help, let us know. We, we love sharing and we want you to succeed either in teaching or in learning or in arranging conventions. You know, this industry is just in the golden era of, of its existence and uh, we're really excited to to sometimes arrange conventions and most of the times be a part of conventions and teach and learn. Hey, tell me, maybe you can put something on your uh, balloonartistpodcast.com on the internet that uh, first of all, show them the picture of the lead of the backdrop. I think that could be pretty cool that everybody can see what uh, what you managed to do in just a few seconds. And uh, another thing, who wants to come to the Israeli convention? Just a small poll, you know, just to see. Hey, if we're going to make another one, I think we are, convention in 2017, anybody here listening want to come over? Uh, we will we will do that on the Balloon Artist Facebook group. So head on or head over to the Facebook group Balloon Artist, and we'll ask you some questions so that we know um, if you want to come. We'll make sure that you're uh, in the loop of uh, this event. Yeah, I think that could be fun. Cool. So thank you, Guy Sheffer, for coming to the show. You're the first. Uh, guest that came to this show twice and you were uh, giving value as always thank you and good luck in India thank you very much hey uh, Zivi good luck in float and in you're arranging something too in uh, Chicago aren't you yeah it's a two day event in Chicago it's a uh, it's a one evening for twisters and talking about dance floors which is like related to the course that I'm launching and uh, with a jam session and another day which is purely for decorators and about business as well. Wait, so you're going to go to Chicago, do two days in Chicago, and then from there, you're going to go to Float, coming back to Israel, and then together with me going to Twist and Shout? Exactly. So I'm going to see my family for like uh, maybe 10 days in February. Hey, kind of like me. 
<laughs> kind of like you and then we already start to plan our merchant april pl- projects so stay tuned to some more good stuff uh thank you so much for your time for listening to the show and see you soon somewhere else Hey, ZV, thank you very much. Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. <laughs> thank you, Guy Sheffer, and for all of those instructors that uh, contributed into the Israeli event, the amazing Matt Falloon, Peter Van Engen, Michael Abrabson, and the beautiful and wonderful Andrea Noel. Thank you, all of you, for being our friends and for helping us out. And thank you for all the people that listen to the show. See you soon in the next season of the Balloon Artist Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the interview and the talk between Guy and me. We are really good friends. We are partners. We are going to fly and teach in Twist and Shout. And we'll appreciate if you'll come and say hi. And, uh, you know, check out our masterclasses because we are working hard on making it valuable and something you'll remember and something that will bring value to your business. In a week from now, I will hold... the end of season webinar party. This means that uh, you will have two options for when to join. You'll have basically it's a webinar so you, you register and then you join it and it will be with a lecture from me about dance floors and at the end of the lecture you will have all the information you need in order to sell dance floor experiences with balloons. If you want more information about dance floors and an entire resource and a complete seven and a half hours long course split it into tons of cute and bite-sized HD videos, then you need to check the Dance Floor Experiences Blueprint. And that is the course that I'm launching for a very, very special price at the end of the webinar party. So you don't have to buy the course. You can just come and learn for free. how to sell dance floors and what we do in dance floors. And you can learn about it and check out if that fits your needs. Uh, there are already people in beta uh, enjoying the, the course and watching the videos and the responses are amazing. So I'm really excited about the results. It's a, a quite a resource that we've put up together, Karen Friedman, Bracha and me. And I'm so excited. So thank you for being with me here in the Balloon Artist podcast. Thank you for spending time together. I'm taking a break from the podcast for going to float and for going to twist and shout to teach. I am also teaching in Chicago at the end of January. So if you are around Chicago, please go to Brody's Balloons and check their Facebook page for the event where I'm teaching. And after coming back from twist and shout at March, I will get back to working on the podcast. There is no actual date yet exactly about when will the podcast come back. But boy, oh boy, it will. Uh, I already know that season four, the season about decor, will start with Guido Verhoff. And it's going to be an amazing season. I'm going to interview lots of people in float for this season. And I already have plans for specials. So stay tuned for the Balloon Artist podcast. This is... Uh, Bye-bye for now, for a couple of months or so. And come on, be a friend. Come to the webinar. Come to the party next week. It really means a lot to me. And, you know, we're in this together, in this journey. Let's make it fun. Let's make it useful. Let's enjoy the ride. So see you soon on the party next week. And on in Float and in Chicago and in Twist and Shout and in the next season of the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi. And this is the tip section of Season 3, Chapter 12.5. The last chapter of this season and uh, this is just uh, you know a little bit uh, emotional for me because um, it's been such a ride with you guys uh, for three seasons for 42 episodes really and so much has happened since I started podcasting in February uh, of 2016 last year almost a year now that we are together in this and we both I think learned so much. We both uh, 
experimented with all kinds of ideas and, and techniques and my business grew and the opportunities just pop up all the time for me right now which is just uh, humbling and uh, I really thank you for your uh, support and this is you know the tip section of the last chapter of the season just before I pack my things and go to you know Chicago to teach there and from there to float to interview people for season four and then later this year on February to twist and shout to teach there as well uh, so what can I say the tip section like uh, we we will meet in the party you'll have time to spend some some fun time with me next week on the webinar party if you want to learn more about the webinar just Go to the balloonartistpodcast.com website and subscribe or go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group. For now, I just want to say my tip for you for the end of the season chapter for this special is this. Stop whatever you do now and decide about one more convention that is on top of the conventions that you plan to go to. So if you plan to go to zero conventions, go and choose one convention now. If you choose to go to one convention, choose one more convention and go for it. Go to it. Those conventions are just strategic for your business and for your development. Look, uh, you can buy DVDs, you can buy downloads, you can buy video courses, but it's nothing like in comparison to the face-to-face -face experience of talking with balloon artists, sitting with balloon artists, learning from balloon artists, and experiencing the the convention in a way that blows your mind. So, if you, my tip for today is choose one more convention and go to it. And if it's twist and shout, then I can help you with. Uh, if you just go to the balloonartistpodcast.com and check the twist and shout tab, there's a promotion there that can actually help you win some cool prizes. In any case, I really am looking forward to meeting with you in the webinar next week. And stay tuned to the information about that. There will be limited seats for that as well. So see you soon, guys. And thank you for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast.